Welcome back to Cats Chats and Coffee Podcast. It's your girl Liv here and I have Alex with me. We are so excited to be back again recording episode two. Say hi, Alex. <laughs> hi, Alex. She's so excited. <laughs> what a nice intro. Hello, girlfriend. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Yeah. I mean, I think we can both vouch and say the nerves are still flowing. Absolutely. We are equally excited and yeah, anxious about this whole opportunity, but... Yeah, yeah, I'm doing can't okay. Believe we are on episode two already. Already. It feels like, you know, after so many months of us planning this and chatting that we would have already like 55 episodes in our bank. But right? yeah, officially episode two. I am so happy you're here. I'm so happy we're doing this. I know. We have a good one for you guys today. Yeah. Yeah, we really do. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. Um, how are you doing? How's your week been? Oh, it's been okay. I was like, what day is it today? Uh, it is the weekend and it yeah. is a little chilly outside, but that is okay. I am, I had a little bit of a rough week, not going to lie. The mm-hmm. 2023 has been um, very interesting so far. January, February has been a little bit more chaotic Aren't mentally than, yeah. yeah. I, they say that the new year is supposed to start in April with Aries, you know, the first yeah, sign totally of the agree. Zodiac and that this whole January 1st, New Year's in the dead of winter when things are still asleep or dead. <laughs> supposed to be hibernating. <laughs> yeah. I uh, definitely don't feel like this is my like new year, new me. Yeah, my new year starts when the sun comes out. And... I totally agree. Yeah. yeah I I'm... definitely have been having a little bit of a rough go. Like I was saying, I've been doing a lot of reflecting lately. I've been noticing a lot of triggers show up in uh, in this year, but I think that it's all good. It's all good stuff. Uh, they always are. Yeah. I went to the gym on Monday with my dad. Oh yeah? How's Anyone, your body feeling? Yeah. God, girl. Anyone who goes to the Fit for Less in Bedford, you're going to see, you would have seen like me and my dad there at like six o'clock in the morning. That's actually pumping so cute iron. though. Yeah. Honestly, it's good. It's nice for us to bond. Uh, we went to the gym for like eight months together for all of last year pretty much and then I got COVID in April of 2022 after I got back from Jamaica and it just took me out for 10 days so when you fall off the wagon it is so hard to get back in it really is and so I just made a conscious decision to not go back right away and to start walking and doing things more uh, outside because the weather was getting better obviously mm-hmm. and then I officially decided to maybe go back like two times a week and so I which is a good start yeah I have yeah. the worst doms oh she was waddling out to see me this morning <laughs> when we were about to run to get our coffee first yeah. thing out of her mouth is yeah I am sore as hell yeah I look like I have a stick up my butt right now <laughs> anyone who like pushes their body whether it's sports or exercise anything like you you know the doms though yeah and for anyone who doesn't know doms the acronym you might hear people talk about it's delayed onset muscle soreness Mm -hmm. which means that you're working out and moving your muscles and then the following day and you feel all the pain it's like a different kind of day two is always like the worst one for me day two and day three are like let me fall down the stairs well we did arms on Monday and then on Thursday morning we did legs and I like lifted I'm like 
baby. I'm lifting like five pounds here, guys. Like I am not <laughs> Mrs. Beast over here. But That's so great. Yeah, my I definitely feel like there are muscles that I forgot existed and uh but that's okay because, you know, I play basketball and I'm walking and I'm trying to go back to the gym and be healthy and move Stay my body, active. but yeah. it's really tough. But you want to hear something really funny that happened this morning? I would love... She's been holding this funny story from me. And it's probably not actually funny. Well, I'm like sitting here and I'm like, I know Alex's humor. If I don't even laugh, like obviously I'll laugh for the podcast just to make it, you yeah. know, Now feel I feel better, like but... we've set it up and it has to be funny. I'm like, oh my God, it is no. not even that funny. So... Anyone who doesn't know, I'm like blind, not really blind. I have, I wear contacts. Um, <laughs> Basically so blind. When I don't have my contacts in, obviously I'm not seeing past, you know, that my hand stretched out for me. I can't, I can see, like I can see, I just, it's blurry. <laughs> um, so I get up this morning and I am in, a, in an apartment where I am directly across another apartment. Like you can see the roof mm, of through the, windows, the other mean. apartment. Yeah. And so I'm there with, I open my curtains. It's like snow white in the morning with the birds chirping. I open my curtains, no contacts in. And I start to get dressed. I get my sweatpants on. I'm wearing sweatpants. They're hiked up to my boobs, like looking like <laughs> Such a grand. family matters. What's his face? Um, Urkel, Steve Urkel. Oh <laughs> I, you know, I don't have a bra on. I've got nothing. My, and I, the, get this, I also just put a charcoal face mask on so so what we're getting is she was looking hella cute this hella morning cute. yeah sweatpants nothing else except sweatpants hiked up to my nips <laughs> my hair's in a bun and I have I don't think I brushed my teeth at this point and then I threw on a face mask because you know girl has to throw on her morning face mask yep and I like look down and I'm like oh I think I've got like a little pimple on my chest so I'm standing in front of the women window naked like picking at my chest and no contacts in. I already know where this I is. I look going. up. Three guys are on the roof directly <laughs> across from me. And I'm talking like not old men. These are like twenty something oh, year olds. Yeah, the young guys. Cute guys. And here I am topless with a fa- face like, mask on. I'm looking like Shrek's wife on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I, oh my god. I drop down like Oh, like, like literally in the window. Fall down, yeah. army crawl across my bedroom into my closet, shut the door, <laughs> literally dying, thinking I've literally just flashed these young, cute workers. Yeah. I Potential no future husband oh, there. Yeah, I yeah. Looking her best. Oh my God. And that was literally my morning. And I just thought to myself, while I'm still on the floor now in my bathroom, heart pounding, I'm like, this is typical. I don't even know if they saw I put my contacts in to see them clear. <laughs> but yeah, needless to say, that was uh, definitely not my proudest moment. Okay, well, that was a funny story, guys. But also <laughs> the amount of times that this has happened to Alex. Yeah. I think this like, isn't the first you guys time. are just hearing this now, but I've heard at least a couple of these stories. So this is this is what makes it funnier. Yeah. I. I think it'd be even better if it's the same guys every time. Oh, yeah. Because well, they're probably just, like, standing outside your window waiting for your morning they adventures. They must know I'm the, the naked girl in That's the window. That's that hot Shrek-like girl that just, like, stands <laughs> topless in the window and or, pretends to not notice us. Yeah, those, that Friends episode, the, the Naked Man. I don't know. Oh, the Naked Neighbor. Yeah, the Naked yeah. Neighbor. But the funny thing is, is that not only has this happened to me, this happened, but on the opposite side of things. 
I had once opened my window oh to a bare ass of a dude standing on the roof, taking a piss on the roof with his bare cheeks, looking me fuck? dead in the face. <laughs> I am like, what is happening here? This is just a naked exchange back and forth. Here, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. <laughs> the thing so. that alarms me the most is that he's just like... Pissing on the roof? Pissing on the roof and like all the workers and people who are paying him are okay with yeah, that. I mean, obviously well, they probably don't I've know. I just exposed them. I'm not going to give the address. Yeah, right. I was going to say, like, let's, let's completely put them out But there. anyway, enough about me, girl. How are you doing? How has your week been? That was comical, first of all. Um, <laughs> I mean, similarly to Alex, you know, I also had a week. Definitely been going through it this week. And I feel like it's funny because we are either always on the same trajectory in that sense or we're complete opposites. Um, Where, like, one of us has a great week and the other is like, what the fuck is going on? But, yeah, similarly to you, um, a lot of triggers have been coming up, which we both know is a great thing, but it doesn't necessarily always feel great in the moment. Um, so yeah, it's definitely been a week. I'm excited to just be here mm-hmm. the end of the week. It's finally the weekend and we got our drinks and yeah, we're about to dive into a chatty topic for sure. Ch- oh yeah. All yeah. things chatty. All things chatty. chatty cha- what are you drinking? Okay. So this morning, um, so we went to Cortado mm-hmm. out here, mm-hmm. um, and I decided to get myself an iced Americano because I'm an iced coffee gal. Yes, you are. And yeah, I mean, after the week I had and just being waking up exhausted this morning, I was like, give me that good shit. Give me that straight coffee. Like I just want it so bad. Um, what do you got? Well, what's in it? What's in your cup? What's the... Well, it's a nice Americano with vanilla and oat milk. There you go. Oh, yeah. Vanilla She's like, and tell all the ingredients. Yeah, tell all the deets. Yeah, did so... you get a... Didn't you get a double? I heard you get a double shot. Of... I did. Well, yeah. I mean, look how ginormous it's it is, very right? dark. It the is. coloring is very dark. Yeah. So I will say, we're going to do our rating. Um, I'll do my rating and yeah. then you can share yeah, yours. Yeah, rate yours. I would say now that I added a little bit of sweetener from your place... Um... But that's cheating. Uh... How was it before? Okay. So when I took a sip at the coffee shop, I would give it like a 7 out of 10. Yeah. I love iced Americanos specifically for the fact that you get a strong coffee taste, but I still need that like little, you guys can hear my ice cubes jiggling below. Jiggling? <laughs> jiggling. I don't know if that's what you said. Shimmying. Yeah. How did, shaking? Uh, I don't know. They're, <laughs> they're jiggling. Stirring. Definitely jiggling. <laughs> Something's happening down yeah. there. Um, yeah. So I just got a single shot of vanilla in a double iced Americano. So maybe my sweetener to... Like coffee ratio. coffee ratio wasn't great, and yeah. then oat milk obviously, which just makes it nice and creamy. Um, but yeah, then we came back to Alex's, and I topped it off with a little bit more vanilla sweetener in it, and I do like it much better. Bumped it up to like an eight. Yeah, it's like an eight point five out of oh, ten. Wow, that's good. I like it yeah, now. So anyone going to get the same order, then make sure you do like two shots vanilla. No, no, like, shot and a half. Don't do the two oh, shot and a half. Yeah, that's okay. the key. Well, uh, listen, if you're like Alex and you like sweeter drinks, yeah, we're very different. We're very different. Yeah. Um, but I like mine to have a strong coffee taste, but I don't like, you know, when you drink a strong coffee and your tongue just like immediately feels like it's like caked with coffee. Mine feels like that right now. Well, mine does too, (laughs) but like when it's a really, like if it was a black coffee, like my tongue just tastes like asshole, man. And not the good kind. Like, (laughs) how do you know what asshole tastes like? (laughs) 
<laughs> do we want to go there? Yeah, we will go I there. I have absolutely eaten ass. <laughs> I have not. This is not at all what the topic is today, no, guys. let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Tell us about yours. What'd you get? Um, I have a large here, too. So I... What did I get? I got a caramel. Not Ooh. caramel. I'm not American. Caramel, for anyone who wants to argue that. Specifically. Uh, a caramel latte with oat milk. It, first drink that I had of it, I gave it like a five, six... Yeah, she and wasn't then happy. I let it kind of settle. I don't know if it needed to be stirred up a little bit more, but as I've gotten <coughs> into like the the mid drink of it and it's cooled down a little bit, like I it def- better. Yeah, I definitely think I like it a little bit better. Um, I feel like I have not really found my drink. Hmm. and like I have at Starbucks and we'll talk about that if we ever do a Starbucks run it's very sure we will very weird um not very weird but it's different and it's very sweet and so for me I think you know I'm all about the mochas and the caramel macchiatos and all Mm -hmm. those you know toasted vanilla things like that hot drinks yeah so it's definitely a good, it is a good cup of coffee. It's really expensive though to, to go to any of these. It was like 17 bucks or 16 For two coffees, yeah. For two coffees, so. Uh, and like they're big, but also, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. quite expensive. But I still, I do like the vibe. I think Cortado is a really great place. They do have, um, it's like a tasting bar. So you mm. can like book coffee tastings and different, yeah. I guess, different notes of the different beans and the roasts and things like I'd that. I'd love to so. be like that much of a coffee connoisseur, yeah. but I'm more of like a, just drink it, yeah. you know, and yeah. then shit it out. Yeah, you're then... drinking an iced coffee and it's like minus 10. <laughs> that is one thing about me, guys. I will always, 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 always choose an iced coffee yeah, over a hot Yeah, I feel like coffee. you're either an iced coffee person or you're a hot coffee person. yeah. Me, I kind of like both. Mm-hmm. I will get a nice coffee. I definitely like the ones from Tim Hortons. Um, <gasps> Those are the worst. <laughs> Mine's oh like the God. roasted hazelnut. But see, now that I know that you're more of a sweet coffee flavor gal, yeah. I totally understand that. Because yeah. if I go to Tim Hortons, I either get like an extra espresso shot in it or I have to specifically ask them to like cut the sweetener. It's too much. Well, the coffee itself is usually burnt. So <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> so you have to mask that disgusting burnt Tim Hortons coffee that we always like, we kind of like learn to love. It's oh. like, you know, it's gross, but it's like what you're that's expecting like when you flavor. get there. Yeah. Yeah. You're like drinking it and you're like, oh, it's a little less burnt today, but it's on the burnt scale anyways. Mm-hmm. And anyway, it's, it's quite funny. But yeah, we're 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 going to, for the coffee part of Cats, Chats, and Coffee, we're going to try to get these like independent local coffee shops. Yeah. Obviously, the Starbies <clears throat> and the Timmy's and the Second Cup and all that are great. And those are like our go-to. We'll do those our, eventually. Yeah, yeah, but I think for, for the most part, we want to share with you guys like more of the different places that you can check out. This one is off of Gary Martin, uh, across from the BMO Center in um, West Bedford area, off the Hammonds Plains Road. So mm. anyone who hasn't gone there, like definitely check it out. It's, it's actually, also a cute spot. Yeah, it's a great place for people like with studying, laptops working. and stuff. Yeah, so. and it's always bumping. We've only been there like two or three times now, I think. It's always but busy. It's definitely always busy. busy. Yeah, so check it out, guys. Cortado. Yeah. Yeah. Cortado. There you go. Yeah, so we're, I mean, we got our coffees, we did our little spiel, we're, yeah, getting things started for sure. Um, So yeah, we won't procrastinate too much more, let's kind of get into what today's topic is going to be. I'm sure you guys Mm. are dying to find out, (laughs) as are we. Um, Yeah, so for today, we, it's going to be 
Like I mentioned, it's going to be chatty. We are just kind of going to share some of our experiences with you. Um, This one's going to be a little bit more focused on Alex and Alex's story. And don't get me wrong, I'll be here chatting and implementing lots of my experiences and stories as well. But yeah, today's topic is going to be about when things fall apart. And I think all of us have been in a situation at least once multiple times where you think you finally got everything figured out you think you're finally on track maybe it's you started a new relationship or you started a new job or I don't know you're going to school for something that you're really passionate about or whatever it might be and then out of nowhere things kind of just plummet they fall apart and crash and burn. <laughs> I'm not going to make this sound positive. Yeah, no, just well, kidding. I don't know. I think that's just the reality of life. Yeah. Everyone listening probably is going to be like, yeah, I, I, immediately, you know, when, what's the, the opposite when things go up, they must come down or when you yeah. hit rock bottom, there's only one way to go and that's up. So it's, it's so true. It's yeah. the duality of the world that we live in for sure. It's just, you don't have to sugarcoat that things do fall apart and mm-hmm. they'll fall apart 25 times over again before you make it through this. Oh life. God. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously yeah. like what we'll be sharing today is just some things that we've gone to from like to this date, but we already know that there's going to be so much more to come from here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's extremely, it's a relatable topic because everyone has a story and multiple stories in that sense. Um, so yeah, when things fall apart and then kind of, we're going to chat also about where to kind of go from there. Um, and when you get to that rock bottom point, like what are the feelings and how do you kind of choose to pull yourself out of that? And yeah. Pick your, your pants back up. I don't know why I'm pulling socks. <laughs> I think it's socks. Okay, I was like, <laughs> pants work too. Who like hits rock I mean, bottom and loses their pants? If it's me in the window across from those guys, it's probably definitely my pants. I have it's to sweat pants up. Up or those, to the that nips. guy whose butt was right in my face. His yeah. pants. We'll pull. Up, we'll pick his pants up. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So pick your pants back up yeah. and get your shit back going. Um, but yeah, Alex, let's yeah. let's dive a little bit into it. Let's hear. Yeah, so I think a, a second part of this is like the the episode of the the episode of the podcast episode two is is finding your purpose when things fall apart, and mm-hmm. I think that a big, I guess, theme of my life, specifically my adult life, has always been about my purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that anyone who is a little bit open-minded or self-aware will get to a point in their life where they start to ask themselves, who am I? Mm-hmm. Why am I here? What am I doing? What am I doing? And where then do I go? what's my purpose? Yep. And, you know, we talk about a midlife crisis, you know, you're 50, 40 years old, you're having a <clears> midlife <throat> crisis. You've kind of lived through your whole life and specific things have come up and you've had traumas and childhood experiences. And then you kind of hit that whoa, like those questions start to arise and you're like, am I really doing what I feel is fulfilling me and Mm -hmm. filling my cup and making me feel like I am having a reason to be on this earth? And for me, that, that happened quite early on in my life. I have always been sort of a emotional sensitive kind of person I've always yeah I'm a water sign I've oh I'm Scorpio so I've always thought a lot and Mm -hmm. overthought a lot and I think that it's been a question that has I guess plagued me for so long and we'll get into it a little bit more but 
we can sometimes get to a place where we become hyper aware of who we are and if that aligns with what we think our purpose should be. And for me, my purpose showed up or what I thought was my purpose or my identity, I guess, showed up in how I could be successful. Mm. Uh, I really tied... Which I think a lot of people will relate to that. Yeah, I really tied my value about Mm -hmm. who I was, how I showed up in this world, how I could give back to what my career was Mm -hmm. and what my job title was, how much money I'd be making. Achievements. Where, you know, what opportunities I could have. So, you know, really that story sort of started when I was 24 years old and I was working at my parents' salon. They own a salon and spa in Bedford. And I was living at home at the time. I just graduated from um, post-secondary school. So I went to St. FX for university, graduated, and then went to NSCC for another year. So I did five years. And so I'd graduated and I was living at home, working for my parents. And I felt like I'd you know, I didn't have a relationship. I'd broken up with a four-year relationship about a year earlier than that. And I just felt like I was watching everyone else kind of start their lives. Start their lives. Yeah. And I didn't really know what the heck I was going to do. I was, I had started a job right out of school that after nine years kind of fell apart uh, in the sense that the, the, company was no longer existing there was some fraudulent things there was a lot Mm. of stuff that happened in the news that with that company which I won't get into Mm. um so they had to lay off all of their employees which was only a few of us but um still hard to go through though yeah especially when you put that much time into a company like you probably were anticipating you're gonna stay there for at least a little bit longer it was really fun like we got you know I met Tila Tequila I was like her handler like it was an events company it was the first time I really got a a taste of what digital marketing which is which is my career today Mm -hmm. uh what that looked like I was managing you know fifteen twenty thousand dollar contracts for local restaurants that feels good man I was I was 24 years old and didn't know what the hell I was doing and anyway so back to where where I'm at now I was 23 at the time but now being 24 working at my parents I was fighting a lot with my mom and dad fighting a lot with everyone and feeling super disconnected to the world so mm-hmm. I ran away essentially I remember sure did. yeah bluffing to my mom during a fight one day about you know whatever you say when you're a kid in young 20s and you're like, if you don't stop, I'm going to leave. I'm going to move away. And she looked up at me from the balcony, like the floor, I was over the balcony and she's like, you know, then move. And a few weeks later, yeah, I was, I was gone. And so I moved to Edmonton, Alberta for a career opportunity, actually. It's a big jump. Yeah. Old Nova Scotia. Six boxes. That's all I had. My life fit into six boxes. I didn't have anything. I'd flown out there for a couple of days for an interview. And within those four days that I was there, I had signed a contract to a new career. I had gotten a, signed a lease to a new condo. They Mm -hmm. call them condos out there, which was basically just an apartment. Yeah. And then signed a lease to a car. So my three C's, the triple, (laughs) triple C seems like it's showing up in different ways. Uh, I also got a cat at the time. So four C's, but yeah, within a couple of weeks. And then uh, a month later I was gone. I flew out there and 
started a job in digital marketing and got to go to England. I got to experience a lot of things, but then a lot I, of big trips. Yeah, I felt like I was finally finding my purpose mm-hmm. again. And you were age twenty four still, twenty five probably. Twenty five at the time. So mm-hmm. at this point, I would have been twenty five years old. And then, which like think I mean I'm only 26 right now and definitely do not have my life figured out yeah. Um, but yeah I think a lot of people at the age of young 20s to mid 20s or even late 20s like a lot of us are still in school a lot of us some of us still live at home you know what I mean so like to get well I felt like I was so old my sister had moved out at 18 so mm, me being well, 25 moving out there's also that the other side of like the youngins that the first thing they do is get out of the house yeah. or move away from I think their the, provinces, the first hometowns. child definitely like paves the way of being more independent the second child's my brother moved out at I think forgive me for my brother if I'm wrong he was like 30 so Mm. you know 18 25 then 30 we all kind of moved out at different times in our life and that's a good point I thought to myself you know if I'm not out by 18 but again I I went to university for four years I lived in in Antigonish for those four years and I was only home for a couple months during the summer yeah so it kind of felt like I'd lived away you weren't really living at home yeah I lived with my with roommates in dorm rooms and in apartment style housing and then in a house in our fourth year with five other girls or six of us so that was a little taste of what independence. Living out of the house. But my mom was still paying a lot of my bills. Like I, yeah. you know, I, we'll get into that in another episode. But back to being in Edmonton. After nine months of being with this company, I actually lost my job. Um, it was a pretty traumatic situation that had happened. Um, but, and I won't get into that, but I found myself again, now 26 years old, uh, no job out in Edmonton by myself. Picked um, up and moved your whole life there. Yeah, yeah, thought to myself, how am I... Now I have a car payment, I have a rent, I have all like this stuff. adult shit to take care of. That, yeah, so I felt like I was literally... Like the whole world got swept up from under me and my the rug got pulled out and I was falling apart. And I called my mom and my dad and I remember being parked outside of the apartment hadn't even been able to get inside to the apartment because I was crying so hard and I thought my life is over. Like I came out here nine months ago to try to make something of myself and now I'm failing at that. I don't have anyone to lean on. I don't know what am I going to do about a job. All this stuff started creeping up. Mm-hmm. And, it's a uh, hard thing to go through. It was really difficult and it was embarrassing. I felt like I had to prove myself and I was finally you know, feeling like I was adulting, I guess, for well, lack of like a better word. Well, like you mentioned earlier, you rely so much on, like, that achievement and, like, having your shit together as an adult. Like, that, like, who you are as a person, that really hones in on your identity. Yeah, Like, makes 100%. you feel, it brings you a sense of fulfillment in life or even, like, purpose in your life to know, like, I, I'm independent. Yeah. I can afford to have an apartment by myself. I'm getting a real big girl job and I'm... Like, I'm making my mark in the world kind of thing. I'm starting to take care of things, and my life is starting to pick up and get started on its its big journey, and then yeah, to absolutely. lose all that. Not yeah. to mention the external validation. You mm. know, one of the biggest triggers I have is, is not feeling good enough. That's a big thing that has shown up in my life a lot. I mean, I'm a middle child, so I've, I have self-proclaimed middle child syndrome. For any other middle child out there, you get it. If you're not, yeah. then it's really hard to kind of explain that. But yeah, the, the validation I was getting from other people, you know, my mom and dad 
would talk to their friends or my family members. Oh, we have a daughter out in Edmonton, Alberta, you know, the yeah. big money province. She's doing so well. Doing it all herself. And like finally, yeah. you know, I was starting to feel like I was making my parents proud. Like I know it was my dad's dream for me to be successful. And he, being an entrepreneur, used to joke to me all the time when I was young or not joke to me but I would joke about wanting to be an entrepreneur I think that was like one of the first things I used to tell people when I was like three or four years old they would ask Mm. me you know the typical what do you want to be when you grow up and he'd whisper in my ear I'd look up at him looking like what do I say and he would say entrepreneur and I would be like entrepreneur and they would be like oh my god you're so cute and then he'd also whisper like lawyer doctor and like I was telling these older people you know at three four years old I'm gonna be an entrepreneur I'm gonna be a lawyer when I grow up not really knowing what that meant but they reacted with such admiration and pride for such a a small child saying these things that Mm -hmm. again they didn't know what I was saying also back then like there wasn't entrepreneurship wasn't as common there wasn't as many like obviously it was still a thing but thinking now like everyone and their freaking mom and their cousin are doing their well, own nowadays, side gig yeah you're an entrepreneur at 16 if yeah. you start your own website but... yeah but to think like back then like that would be a little different yeah back like... then back back in the early 90s <laughs> let everyone. me throw her <laughs> yeah, under yeah. the bus <laughs> but no honestly i i felt really like a failure and um i was struggling i was getting to a point where I wasn't being able to pay my rent. And and so I finally, you know, put it out there. I got a new job and I ended up starting to work for what I will still call to this day one of the best jobs of my life, um, which was at the Edmonton Humane Society, working as an education, in the education department, working as a humane educator Mm. uh, for a few years there, a couple years there. Um, Obviously, we'll get into that either. But it was the first time at 26, 27 years old, well, 25, 26 years old there, I felt like I actually found something that gave me joy. I was giving Mm. back to animals, which is a huge, huge part of my life, animal welfare. I absolutely adore them. Um, I was learning from people who were older than me, but I was making $17 an hour and slowly going into excruciating debt. I was slow, like I was being fulfilled in my life from a jobs perspective, but every other area of my life was suffering. I was not being the person that I wanted to be outside of my job, which was funny because I think that was the first time that everything that I saw myself as at the time was really just my career. Like being, you know, in a job that made me happy was justifying all the other crap that was happening behind the scenes and all the things that I wasn't really paying attention to. My health, Mm -hmm. my relationships, my friends, like everything else. I was suffering so much at the end of the day, but it didn't matter because the second I went into that shelter and saw all my animals it it kind of like I got to focus on that and and pretend that the other stuff didn't exist yeah that's a really good point actually I kind of want to elaborate a little bit more on that because I feel like a lot of people especially nowadays hustle culture right like so many we're obviously speaking just from our personal experiences and how we identify and I would say Obviously, like I haven't known you super long, but I knew right off the get-go from meeting you that you're a very career-oriented person, and that is something that I also find myself to be as well. Like, we've 
tie a lot of our personal successes into what we do for work and what we achieve and productivity and stuff like that. And I know that's also just the collective. Everyone is kind of going through that really, really heavily right now. But when you start to do something, whether it's a hobby, a passion, or you are so lucky that you get to do a job that brings you that, like you were saying, the joy and like the happiness and fulfillment, you suddenly, when you get that little taste, you look at everything else and you're like, that's not adding up. All of these other things, like your health, your relationships, maybe how you're showing up in your solo relationship with yourself, but also how you're showing up in your friendships, your relationships, partnerships, family, everything like that. Like you start to kind of see like, oh, I've been so focused on making my career work or making more money or trying to proving everybody prove like trying to get that like success like that hat to just be like I'm successful right that to do that and to put that on a pedestal you have to let all these other areas of your life kind of like they they diminish They're, they're not in focus as much well I would you know sometimes stay at the shelter for hours after work or on weekends because we did do birthday parties on the weekends we had staff that I was in charge of with my my co-worker that we had to make sure you know knew everything that was happening on the weekend and it was tough because they call it there was also the compassion fatigue like I was exhausted Mm. but I was still happy because I was doing something I loved but you know, I was eating out every day. I wasn't making myself lunch. It was like I'm adulting as in the sense that I came out here to start a career and prove everybody wrong who thought maybe going out there I couldn't do it wouldn't or I'd come home within you. a year or whatever. Yeah. Other So many people go out, out west to, to career and to career. Think they're going to make job, all this money. And then and they're gonna, they come home only yeah. like a year later because they didn't to make it. To be more in debt or yeah, something. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. And I have a lot of pride when it comes to like, you know, wanting to make sure that people who have a specific perception or perspective about me, like I'm going to prove them wrong. Well, you don't want to feel like a failure for yourself, but you also don't want to look like a failure to other people. And I didn't want to disappoint my parents. That was a big, big part of that. So needless to say, after a few years working there, I had gotten to a point where I'd come home one summer and my finances were in ruins that I'd gone to a financial planner and she said, listen, Alex, she's like, you either make a choice to get another job or you're going to be bankrupt. And I'm thinking 26 year old bankrupt person, like what the hell? And I remember going back and, you know, sneaking myself to a, one of those like cash advances places, those like sketchy places on the corner of like (laughs) a, downtown area where nobody goes and I like had a hood on and I remember putting my hood up I was like am I doing a drug deal like (laughs) I was literally going to take out an extra $300 from this cash advance place to pay my rent that was coming out or had already come out but I was in the red and I felt like oh my god I can't believe like I'm doing that yeah um so I ended up getting a second job and was working from nine to five at my day job and five thirty to 10 p.m. at the uh, West Edmonton Mall, West Crazy. West Ed, and uh, was working in retail as a key for a key manager, like a floor manager. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely burnt the, the F out at that time. Well, like where's the time for you or for focusing, like all those things that we were just touching on, like, yeah, you were satisfying the fulfillment, but like your health wasn't doing well, your relationships weren't doing well, your personal like self, like you... you start doing a job like that you don't have the time to focus on yourself you don't have the time to 
heal things. Yeah. Like, well, and meanwhile, I was like dating. I was well, trying to, you know, get start your life a going. Life. Yeah. yeah. So fast forward, I ended up quitting that job. Um, Wasn't sustainable. Well, I tried to get a raise and like within months of me quitting, I think like eight or nine of the staff members at this company ended up quitting. There was a whole thing that happened. It was a big kind of like walkout. It wasn't great, but, Mm -hmm. um, I left for, uh, another job that I had only stayed in for seven months. Um, but it was, and I won't talk about this job either, but it was pretty hellish that I had been going from a place that I loved, uh, doing a job that I loved every day to working for a beauty supply distributor that, um, is fulfilling anymore? No, well, the the my boss at the time was extremely toxic, um, very narcissistic, and was not uh, wasn't in an environment that was great for me. So mm. uh, myself and two other women who had been hired within the same week all quit within like weeks of each other. That's a sure sign. Yeah. So. <laughs> Fast forward to the job that I jumped into after that. So at this point now, we've I've been in Edmonton for a couple years. I've already gone through a few jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, still trying, like a couple years there, but still trying to, to make it work. I and remember I call my mom in the parking lot at lunchtime, being <laughs> like, "I don't know what I'm doing. Why am Why is this so hard? Why can't I figure this out?" And then I landed at this job. Um, and I remember during the interview, it was for uh, a digital marketing company that uh, was in the self-development space in Mm -hmm. personal transformation, self-discovery. And I remember reading the job interview and it was very vague. It wasn't, it was like the curtains were pulled and you kind of didn't really know what the job was or what you'd be doing, but I felt really pulled towards this job. And I'd been working in, I'd been working in marketing for a couple of years and the job was, for a digital marketing specialist, but there was also a couple other jobs. There was a customer happiness manager job, there, which was customer service. There was like another job. Anyway, I remember applying for every single one of these jobs that this company had put out there. And Just I'd anything gone, to get in. Yeah, anything <laughs> to get in. And yeah. I'd gone to the interview and there was like five guys around my age, slightly older. Oh my God, how intimidating. It was very intimidating in this interview. And we were halfway through the interview and I remember saying to them, um, what, what, what's the job that I'm actually interviewing for? And they were like, what? And I was like, <laughs> I actually applied for every single one of the jobs that you have posted. I yeah. actually am not sure what, which one this is. Yeah, Cause like, when they called me, it wasn't like, or emailed me that wasn't like, uh, we want to interview you for, you know, the digital marketing specialist job. They just wanted, they just were something. like, you, you know, we were, we're going to call you in for an interview. So I went in, I remember, and they laughed. It was funny cause they were young and they were really cool. Yeah. Um, I like that. And they thought it was quite funny that I was admitting that it happened to be the digital marketing specialist job, which yay for me. Yeah. Um, and I said to them, I was like, listen, I'm really green. I don't know what I'm doing. They had asked me what like an A-B split test in, in the digital marketing world. That's like the very bare minimum that you have to know. And I remember I had Googled it in the car in the parking lot, like <laughs> waiting for my interview because oh I was there God. like an hour early. Yeah, we've all been there, girls. <laughs> I was like A-B split testing. What is this? And yeah. I, I gave them an, because they had asked me like an 
example of an A-B split test I had done, which at the time I'd done none. Yeah. Um, and I kind of just said, listen, guys, like, I will clean your toilets. I will mop <laughs> your floor. Like, please just hire me. Get was, me in for something. Like, remember, I was still at this other job with this toxic, you know, boss in this horrible yeah. environment. I had Knowing to quit it's that coming job. to an end. So I was really, like, I guess desperate to, to get out of there. Um, they hired me, thank God. Uh, Bless. I had heard afterward, um, and this is something, you know, I hate to admit, but I had heard afterward by a couple of the people after they'd become my good friends that uh, they all talked about how hot I was and that there was not a lot of women in the office and that Mm. it would be nice to have a hot girl. So it was never about, you know, the other skills that I was bringing to the table. It was a joke that... You know, they we hired, hired you because you were hot. Yeah. Um, and that the other candidate wasn't good looking. And that, you know, at the time I laughed and was like, oh, I'm so flattered. But like deep down, it really Well, at the time, felt, you're, you're thankful for the job. But like... It was as, like, what am I walking into? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a terrifying so, thing. It wasn't great. But, you know, in in the world of certain industries that are very male dominated, um, you kind of do what you got to do to get in. Uh, oh girl, yeah. And I stayed at this job for almost six years. Uh, it was just shy of six years, and I loved it. I had finally felt like I found my place. It was like we used to joke about it being like the mini Google of Alberta. It had. Uh, pool tables and basketball nets and we traveled and I got to go to Las Vegas and California and Arizona and different I was meeting these millionaire people like young young people my age that were millionaires I was being mentored by different people in the industry that I loved we were selling things and, and delivering products and services that I really felt tied to and I felt like oh my god I find finally found my place mm-hmm. I found my purpose essentially yeah. yeah and you know we're not going to get into the fact that I had been in a relationship at the time you know other things were happening we'll talk about that um at another time but For sure. I absolutely was like oh my god this is this is it this is who I'm this is to be. my break finally right? yeah and during that time a lot of stuff had happened um and I felt like Let's take a pause here. Let's take a pause. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Stay tuned for next week while we conclude this week's episode with Finding Your Purpose When Things Fall Apart, Part 2. We'll see you then.